Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the Prophet Jeremiah, Yirmiyahu, 31a. I'm going to be dividing chapter 31 into four parts because it's long and there's also many, many very important ideas that we need to discuss. Remember, we are in the middle of the Sefer HaShavut, the scroll which God asked Jeremiah to write uh, for posterity, the scroll in which the events of that future wondrous day, the day in the in, at the end of history when the people and the exiles are gathered and brought back to the land of Israel. Uh, I'm starting from the second verse in chapter 31 because I, the first verse in chapter 31 I read as if it was the last verse in 30 and I explained why in the last podcast. Uh, many of the verses in this podcast you will find to be very familiar. Um, <clears throat> uh, because they make their way into the liturgy. These are, these are very um, uh, uh, famous verses. Uh, usually the pleasant sounding verses, the things where God promises good things, generally have much better, much more popular press, so to speak, than the things that predict uh, destruction and calamity. So because many of these verses are, are talk about a beautiful future, we kind of we say we seem to know them and be more familiar with them. So let's start from verse 2. Koam Haradunai so says God. He has found he has found grace or he has found favor in the desert, Amsuridekharev, that nation who is a remnant of the sword. In other words, God is talking about the special relationship and bond that he formed with the Jewish people was formed under certain circumstances. What were those circumstances? It was the people were Sarede Chara. They were refugees and they had just suffered slavery. They had just suffered the sword of Egypt. Now they are wandering in the desert. And what then did God do? Haloch Lehagio Yisrael. And God was bringing them to their peaceful place, leading them towards their promised land of Israel. Now, so this, this is the image of when God fell in love, or so to speak, with his bride, the people of Israel. And we'll see later why I referred to them as a bride, specifically here. Probably not in this podcast, but in one of the podcasts in 31, either B or C. Now, that bond was formed then, but then the people, remember, at the time of Jeremiah, the people that are reading the scroll are thinking to themselves, well, there has been so many times when we didn't feel that love, that there was punishments, there was suffering. In fact, Jeremiah himself now is predicting the ultimate destruction of the temple itself. The people answer, and this is the beginning of verse 3, God, you have appeared to me, me being the Jewish people, from a distance. We never felt your presence. <clears throat> you were so far from us. Injustice went unpunished. Justice went unrewarded. We didn't see or feel your presence, and we sinned, and you punished. We didn't feel that love. Yes, it's true that a long time ago, we had this beautiful relationship that was forged under those circumstances, but there's been hundreds and hundreds of years since then, and, that, and, and, it, and, it, and you're distant from us. We felt you as distant. Now, I'm, I'm translating and reading through this verse the way the Radak does, as if it's a dialogue between God and the Jewish people. 
But then God answers them and says, No. Yes, it's true. I fell in love with you under those circumstances when you were a people of refugees. Imagine we all know this from human relationships. Sometimes someone can fall in love with someone and feel empathy for them when they see them in dire straits and dire circumstances. Uh, you think about the images that you see on television of, you know, God forbid, people starving or people hungry, especially children suffering. And you want to reach out, you want to do something. So create a bond, you do something for them. But then later on, when they're okay, when everything's fine, you don't love them anymore. But God says, no, I wasn't from a distance this whole time. The bond that I established with you, and the Radak explains by giving you the Torah, at the time when you were refugees, I gave you that Torah in order to establish a different type of covenant. Establish one that is going to last through all time. That even when, that even or actually especially when you get to your land, when you get to Lahargio Yisrael, to that place of peace, you will then have a covenant. I have given you a guidebook to live by so that you can teach that lesson to the entire world. And thus, I will love you because of what you are doing in response to me. I created with you in the desert an Ahavat Olam, a love that's forever. Al-Kain, therefore, Mishachtich Chased. Therefore, I have continued continuously my kindness towards you. Now, this mishachtich comes from the language of stretching out and pulling, limshoch in Hebrew. I, when you were there, I didn't want to leave it at just the love that occurs when you're a desperate nation, the love that occurs from pity to a desperate group of people. But I was mishachtich chased. I created with you a bond by giving you a Torah which, and a mission which was going to last forever. And therefore, because I created such a bond, you should know that just because I'm destroying the people now and just because you're living through this long and terrible exile, od evnech v'nevnech besulas Israel, my beautiful maiden Israel, I shall yet build you back up. I will and you shall be built back up. Od ta'aditu payech v'yotzot b'mechol m'sachakim there will yet be a time when you are going to uh, take up your your tof, your your um. It's a musical instrument, like a, a timbrel. It's called the, a, a little drum that you hit against your thigh, and it makes uh, you know. And people dance via and you're going to go out and dance in circles. People are going to go out and dance. That time will yet come, because the love that I created with you then. I designed in such a way that it should last forever. Even when you're in exile, that bond that, that I created with the chosen people, the Torah that I gave you, the lessons that I taught you were lessons that were meant to last forever, to create a relationship between us that lasts forever. This is verse 4, and one, soon you will one day yet plant new vineyards in the mountains of, of Samaria, not'u, and you will plant um, crops and you will enjoy and live to enjoy the crops. There is yet a day that that the watchmen will call out on the mountains of Ephraim. Now Ephraim is a reference to the northern kingdom. And this isn't coincidental that Jeremiah chooses the northern kingdom. By this time, the northern kingdom had been completely destroyed and gone and exiled for almost a hundred years or maybe more, approximately a hundred years. And the people thought, the people of the southern kingdom would have thought of Ephraim as being completely lost. 
We don't hear from the exiles of Ephraim talking about of the northern kingdom talking about coming back. The last few chapters we heard a lot about the exile the exiles of Judea that are in Babylon talking about coming back, but we don't hear about the exiles from the north. However, Jeremiah has not forgotten them. And he says there will be a day when the watchmen will stand on top of the mountains. The watchmen are the ones that are the lookouts. And they call out from the top of the mountain so that people can hear all around. And what are they going to be calling out? Let's get up and let us all go up to Zion towards the Lord our God. Why? Because so says God. The Yaakov should rejoice with, with happiness, and they should um, uh, shout in joy at the, in, at the, in the lead of all of the nations. This is where I mentioned, when I said, I mentioned a little bit in the, early in this podcast, that Jeremiah focuses much more on the return of the Jewish people to Israel. But there's always references to the fact that they're meant to be the nation that leads the entire world back to God. Barosh HaGoyim, Israel is leading all of the nations in the world. Hashmiu, let it be known. Hallelujah, praise God. V'yemru and say to the entire world, Hosha Adonai et Amucha. You, God, you have saved, you have redeemed your nation. It's Yisrael, the remainder, the reigning people of Israel. So, yes, announce that to the world so that the entire world can all join in the joy of the return of the people to their land and the return of this relationship so that the entire world can learn. And what who benefits? I'm going to bring them. Now this them is referring to the people of Israel coming back. It can also mean people from the other nations as we saw in Isaiah that many of the other nations are going to be bringing uh, coming along Vikibatstim and I will gather them all miyark seoras from all the corners of the world. Bam Iveru Piseach, everyone, everyone is going to come. The blind, the cripples, Hora, the pregnant women, Violetas, Yachtov, and the women who had just given birth carrying their little babies, Yachtov will all come together. Kahal Gadol Yeshuvuhena. In God's vision of redemption that he tells Jeremiah to tell the people, he doesn't talk about armies and and uh and, and powerful people and soldiers and swords, he talks about the blind, the cripple, the pregnant woman, the woman who just gave birth to a young baby, the babies. These, this, this is what, what makes the community of God different from the communities um, of man. The people will come crying. Now, why are they going to come crying? Because remember, we just said that in, the, in chapter 30, we just read in the last podcast that the people of Jacob are going to suffer significantly in the Day of Judgment. The people of Israel are also going to be judged. And the people are crying over hundreds of, or thousands of years of the suffering that they had to undergo. Suffering that they had to undergo because they were thrown out of their land and exiled because of their sins. There is a lot, a lot to cry about as they come back to the land. Yes, there will be this rejoicing and the singing and dancing and instruments that we discussed, but they will also be coming crying. However, I, I shall guide them, though, with compassionate, um, 
words, God says, I will comfort them. I will bring them in a comfortable road where there will be springs and brooks of fresh water to drink. On a straight road, they won't have to climb up and down and go around mountains and difficult roads, but it will be an easy straight road. They won't trip on the road. Because I have always been for Israel as a father, vi Ephraim Bukhori, who and Ephraim, he is my firstborn. Now again, Israel and Ephraim, the use of those two words hints to us that Yirmiyahu is t- talking to the people of Judea about their brethren, that they at this point probably would have thought that they're gone forever. But uh, Jeremiah is saying, no, God never forgets his people. He will bring them back, even the people of the ten northern tribes that seem to have disappeared. They were exiled to all over the world, but they will come back as well. Shim'u dvar Adonai goyim. Listen to the word of God, all you nations. Vihagidu And say this in the Iim. In the Iim are the far, far away lands that are across the sea. And I've, I've consistently translated Iim this way throughout all the prophets, throughout this whole podcast. This is again, this is the universalistic part of this message that this message has to go out to all the nations all the nations even those the EME Merchok that are in the distant 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 islands the faraway places places that we may not even at this time Jeremiah from his perspective you may not even know they exist but that's where those messages need to go the Imru and this is what you should say the same one the same God that scattered Israel around the world is gathering them and he is going to guard them in the same way that a shepherd guards his flock. This is so important. Why is that a message to the entire world? Why is that important? It's important because it means that God is real, that God keeps his promises, and that the message that the Jewish people are meant to teach the world is the message of God, the message of justice, the message of righteousness, the message that that all of the prophets we have read together and will hopefully read together in this podcast and all of the prophets of the Bible can consistently and constantly remind us what the message is. And please make sure that message goes across the world. That's why God says, I'm asking you now to write this down. And what the world should know, this is verse... That God has redeemed Jacob and has, and has rescued him from hands that are stronger than him. This is not just a standard rescue. This is not something that the people fought their way out because they were strong. The people of Israel were the weak ones. The people of Israel were, were rescued in a miraculous way. And coming back to their land, Uvo. And they, and they came to their land, and they sang with joy in the heights of Zion, and they have, um, and, and, and they have flown, uh, uh, I just want to, Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, and they will stream towards the goodness of God. That's the translation I was looking for. I apologize for the delay. And they will stream towards the goodness of God. Al dagon fi al tirosh over the grain and over the 
uh, wine, the al yitzar, and over the oil, the al benetzon uvakar, and over the sheep and the cattle, the yitzar nafsham kegan roveh, and their souls will be, they will live like a a um, garden that has uh, plenty of water, which will be thick with life and rich with uh, verdant life. And they will no longer languish, they will no longer suffer, they will no longer worry. Us then at that time, the young girl will be happy and dance in circles. And the young men, and the older men, will dance together. And I will, and I will um, change their grief into rejoicing. And I will comfort them. And I will make them happy from all of their worries. And I will give the priests, the Kohanim, will be full of, of, of fatness. This is this uh, fatness in a good way. The priests, the ones that lead the people in, 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 on, on a religious level, those that, that teach the, the, the lessons of God, they will be supported by the people and they will have riches and wealth. Not the kind of corrupt wealth that the priests in the time of Jeremiah had, but the, the real wealth that comes from people that are serving God. And my nation, they will be satisfied from the goodness that I give them in the Om Adonai, so says God. I'm going to stop 31a here. And we will continue from this verse uh, when um, we just read through 14. We'll continue from starting with verse 15 when we read the next um, uh, portion of chapter 31. Thank you so much for studying 31a together. Looking forward to studying 31b as well.